Let us all turn now to the book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah, chapter 53. We're going to read verses 3 through 5. And you can please stand on to the reading of his word. Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 3 through 5 says this. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he was born of our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. And I'm going to be seated too. I'll probably stand up again, but I need to do it at the moment. Do you have stripes? Now, the word stripes can mean different things for different people. So the question is do you have stripes? Do you have scars? Everyone does of some sort. There are different types of stripes and scars. Some people have physical stripes and scars upon them. I know I personally do. Uh, you can probably see some upon my head. I have them. Uh, I have some throughout my body. I'm, I'm sure you do. I, I actually have a scar, a little, a little uh, stripe on my uh, the back of my heel from when I was a little bit of kid. I remember it to this day. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but the, the little doors used to have these little, uh, these little metal things they have on the back of them that you go to shut the door and one caught in the back of my heel. Caught on both sides. But on this leg here, my, my uh, right leg, it caught it real bad on that heel. And it's still there to this day. Now, it's funny how it used to look real huge now. Itty bitty. <laughs> Same with on my hand here. This hand, I got a little scar. It's barely noticeable. But when I was a little boy, it seemed like it was this huge, huge scar. Now it's small and it's farther back. <laughs> you know how it is. But anyway, that scar is physical scar. Maybe you have physical scars. Maybe you have emotional scars. They're there too. Some go away, some don't. They stay forever, really. Maybe they're mental scars. Or maybe you have spiritual scars. They hurt them. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you're going through things that are hurting you right now. I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you're going through so, so much. But we all go through it. We have stripes upon us. Now, no one knows what I feel, people think. No one knows what I feel. No one knows how I'm feeling. No one knows about my stripes. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus knows. He knows about your stripes. He knows about your pain. He knows about what you have physically. He knows about what you have emotionally. He knows about what you're going through mentally. He knows about what you're going through spiritually. No one knows like Jesus knows. He does. And the title of today's sermon is Stripes. Now, when I hear the word stripes, there's a lot of things that go through my mind. Maybe you think of a tiger. Maybe you think of a zebra. Now, just last night, my, my little nephew, I love, had a zebra cake. You ever had those? Oh, little Debbie's. You can probably tell I've had more than my share. But the fact of the matter is, is zebras, I like zebras. Maybe you think of an old 1980s or early 80s uh, comedy with Bill Murray and John Candy and others. Maybe you think of that. Maybe you think of a flag. I don't know. 
Maybe think of a lot of things at strife. Maybe think of the the old school uh, prisoner uh, outfits, you know, have stripes on it. I don't know. You probably think of a lot of different things with stripes. But today, when we talk about stripes, there's a few things that we think of, probably a few. One of the things that we can think of when it comes to stripes is pain, sorrow. You could think of what Jesus had put upon him. The man was beaten profusely, physically, but more than just physically, emotionally, and yes, mentally. Folks, he was human. He was a human. He was mentally hurt too, and yes, even in a spiritual sense. He went through all of those things. Sometimes people think of Jesus Christ and said, he hasn't know. He doesn't know. Yes, he does. He knows in then some. Not just what you've been through, but what he's been through. He went through everything you go through. Oh, Jesus was never fired from his job. No. He never got fired from whatever it might have been you was fired from. But that's in a mental, emotional, and because it's emotional because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I've been fired from my job. You know, it's, it's embarrassing to go through that mentally and all that stuff emotionally. But he's gone through emotional pain. He's gone through mental pain. He's gone through physical pain. He's gone through spiritual pain, too. He's gone through all of it. Anything you've gone through, he's gone through it more. And we're going to talk about that today. Today's Palm Sunday. I want you to think about Palm Sunday. Quick. I have little palms and branches, you know, I, get, I hold them. Everyone praised him. You know, everybody likes to be praised to a point. Everybody likes to be rejoiced to a sense. You know, everybody likes on their birthdays when you're a kid. Everybody likes to have that little birthday party. You know, and when their birthday comes around, you like to, oh, happy birthday. And Okay, so once you get to a certain age and someone points out your birthday, how old you are, and you don't want to set the house on fire with all those candles. Okay, we understand that. But here's the thing. When you're five years old and you have your little five-year-old birthday party and all the friends come over and say, yay, you're great, let's play a game. And, all of a sudden, and you get all these little birthday presents and everyone gets you whatever it is you wanted. Isn't that nice? Everyone tells me, see, you're great, we love you. And everybody likes that. Everybody likes that. Jesus Christ was praised on Palm Sunday. They had the palm leaves. They're they praising him and came in on a donkey. And everybody was praising him. They thought that was wonderful. And the thing is, even on that day, Jesus knew what lied ahead. Not even a week ahead. Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew. He knew. He knew what lied ahead. When Jesus was there at the Passover dinner, he knew. What was coming? He knew when he saw Judas there lying through his teeth. He knew. He knew when he told Judas to dip that bread in there. He knew. He knew when the devil entered into Judas. When people ask, is Judas in heaven? No, of course not. The devil cannot be in the same place with Jesus. It's not going to happen. He knew when he was in the garden and he prayed and he sweat blood, as Luke says in his book. He knew. When he said, God, if there be any other way for this to happen. Because he's human. He was hurting emotionally. His daddy, he was also himself. We know that. He's God in the flesh. He didn't want to go through all that. Of course he didn't want to go through that. Why well, a human being wants to be beaten? A nut. Well, Jesus didn't want to go through all the pain. He didn't want to go through all that. He knew what he was going to go through. He said, Lord God, if there be any other way. But he said, but if not, Lord, I will bear it. And he went through it. He knew what was coming. He knew that coming around that corner was going to be Judas. He knew. He knew. And yet, he was about to take it on. He knew. He knew the scars he was about to go through. He knew. He knew, and he sweat that blood. He knew it was coming. He knew. Have you ever had something big about to come? And you know. But you dread it. But you know. But you know. But you know. I'll never forget all the surgeries I've gone through. And you know that once midnight comes, you can't drink that water. And 
You drink it, speaking of what's making me thirsty. <laughs> but so you drink all the water that, oh, you can't eat. You feel like one of those gremlins from the movie. Once midnight hits, okay, so you're sitting there and you're eating. Give me a hamburger. So you're eating everything you can before midnight. Well, it's not midnight. There's magic at midnight. Ding, ding. So you're drinking all the water you can. And then once midnight hits, oh, no, I can't drink it. I can't eat. But so you're, but man, I'll tell you what, it is difficult knowing that it's coming. I remember I was going out there outside into the hallway and I was putting water in my mouth and people were freaking out. No, you're not to drink. I wasn't drinking. I was gargling because, man, your, your mouth gets dry. And I think about Jesus Christ. How much he went through. What I went through was nothing. What you've gone through is nothing. Nothing compared to what Jesus went through. Nothing. And he sat there praying, knowing what was coming. Oh, the stress. Oh, the torment. Oh, the heart-wrenching pain. Emotionally, mentally, physically, all of it. Spiritually even. He went through it all. It says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 through 8. In the days of his pleasure. How about Jesus? Jesus offered up prayers and supplication with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. He was heard because of his godly fear. It says in verse 8, though he was a son, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. He suffered for us. He loved us. Every weakness and every pain Jesus Christ felt it just like you do. Every weakness, every pain. Okay, so he doesn't have spiritual weakness. We know that. He know he doesn't have the spiritual weakness. We know that he's perfect. We know that Jesus Christ was perfect. Not just was, is perfect. We know Jesus is perfect. We know that. Pastor, he doesn't have the weakness like you. He didn't lie as a child. Well, we know that. We know those things. But he has the weaknesses like us physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Jesus didn't knew those things in the sense that he didn't have spiritual weakness in that sense. We know that. But he had the mental and emotional and all that physical in the sense that he sweat like we sweat. Okay, I hope he didn't smell like me. But that being said, he had the physical weaknesses and the emotional. We know he cried. We says Jesus wept. We know that. We know that he had the mental wants and all that stuff. It says he had those things. He had all those things that you have Jesus had, except that he didn't sin like we do. We know those things. So think about this. All the stripes that you have, Jesus had and more, and he took them on for you. So when you feel your stripes, know that Jesus felt those stripes for you. Think about that. So Jesus, when he was taken captive from Judas and the others who betrayed him, when Jesus was taken captive, he went into the courts for a mockery trial from the Jewish who did everything incorrectly, broke their own rules and things, did everything wrong, and went to the mockery trial to Pontius Pilate. He went through all these mockery things, and he knew it was coming, and he went anyway. The time of the mockery, trial, and mockery, and abuse. He went through abuse. He was made fun of. He had his feelings hurt. Do you think he wanted to be made fun of? More importantly, I don't know about you. I'm sure you're just like me in this sense. When people mock the Lord God, that irks me. I get riled. You ever get riled? And you say, what's riled mean? Okay, we used to have a wonderful man here by the name of Brother Riley. Okay, I don't mean that you suddenly become Brother Riley and pick up your guitar and get to play. And what I mean is you suddenly get irked angry, upset, you get goosebumps from frustration. Anyone here, am I the only one? It's frustrated. I, I think all of us do. When people get blasphemous, when people get mocked the name of God, when people mock the name of God, I get riled. 
Okay, I get to, okay, and I'm not talking about just eating a can of spinach here, but I get that inner Popeye in me, okay? You know what I'm saying? I want to I wanna punch someone. Now, now, that's the physical part of me, but I'm talking about the fact that I want to rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ when someone says something blasphemous. I want to. Now, a lot of times I sit back. I let the Holy Spirit do the thinking, because otherwise something may come out that shouldn't be, because that's not of God. But a lot of times I want to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ that you say something mockish. And by the way, if you're a Christian, and you're saying jokes that mock the name of Jesus Christ, how dare you? You shouldn't do that. You're supposed to be an example of the Lord God. Oh, didn't he have a sense of humor? He has a sense of humor, but that's not funny. That's not funny. It's not funny to mock the name of the Lord God. That's not funny, and you know it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to make excuses for it, would you? I didn't think so. Okay, anyway, all that being said, when people are mocking the name of God, which they did at those mock trials, and then mock Jesus Christ, think about what he went through. Emotionally and mentally, he was abused, spiritually too. He knew what was going on when they laughed at him, spit at him, and they did, kicked at him, and all sorts of other things. We'll go through that in a moment. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Think about that. What Jesus was doing, he did for you. He did nothing wrong, nothing. And yet when he went through all this, he did this knowing he was doing it for you. He did it for me. I don't know about you, but I don't deserve that. I didn't deserve the perfect God, perfect Lord and Savior to be mocked, to be spit at, to be hit at. And he was. He went through all of this. This is what Ephesians 5.2 says. Walk in love. Walk in love. As Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. So yes, Jesus knows injustice. Maybe you're going through injustice right now. I don't know what all you're going through. Jesus does. Maybe you're going through injustice. I've been through injustice. Jesus Christ went back and forth through jury. He went back and forth through court, different courts, back and forth, Pontius Pilate and, and the Jewish folk, you know, and he went through injustice. Have you ever been through injustice? I know I have. I went through injustice, and folks, in comparison, I've been through nothing. But I've been through injustice. I've been through courts. I've been through people mocking me, lying about me, saying all sorts of things. And I remember at the time, I wanted to say all sorts of things. Man, I wanted to rip my shirt like my favorite old wrestler. I wanted to say all sorts of things. I wanted to become green like the Incredible Hulk. I wanted to say things. I wanted to Hulk smash. I wanted to say all. Have you ever wanted to do that? And I don't mean just like I'm saying, but have you ever wanted to pray justice in your old hands? You don't have to raise your hands, but I know that every single one of us at one time or another, whether it be for ourselves, whether it be for your grandchildren, whether it be for your nephews, your nieces, your sons, your daughters, the people you love, you want to take justice in your own hands, and you know that Jesus Christ could have, he could have brought down the house and then some, but he didn't because he loves us. You know why? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He could have done it all. Oh, he could have got him. He could have brought it all down, but he didn't because he knew. Oh, he could have done like Samson. Oh, he could have put the core. He didn't do it because he wanted to bring justice for us. So he didn't. He didn't. Instead of putting his hands against the columns and pushing the stuff down on him, instead of those columns, he decided to get the two columns that went crossways like this, and he got on top of them and died for us. That's what he did. Jesus knows physical pain and abuse. He knows that. Maybe you've been abused. Maybe you've been physically abused. I have. 
If you've ever been physically abused, you say, you just don't understand. No, I do. And guess what Jesus does too? He was physically abused through all that court cabaffle. And it was. It was nonsense. There's what They broke so many laws there and that. Their laws, they broke it. Remember a couple years ago, all the stupidity that people did out there in those uh, cities for certain lives that matter. And I'm not saying the lives don't matter, but I'm saying what was done was stupid. And it was done breaking every kind of law. And then whenever they could try to break other things, anyway, we'll go into all that except to say this. People will break laws that they want to break laws and they'll try to bend it and justify it themselves when they want to. That's what people do sometimes. They did it to get rid of Jesus because they wanted to justify what they were doing. But you cannot get away from the Lord God. All people will answer to him, and they'll do it when they have to answer for what they did to God too. And a lot of them already have, by the way. They already have. So they brought Jesus in, and they physically abused him. And it took, well, we'll get to this. So listen to what it says here in Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man, that's Jesus, even the Son of Man came not to be served, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Oh, he gave his life for you. He gave his life for me. For all those who wish to be saved, he gave his life. He gave it for all of us. Does that mean everyone's going to heaven? No. Because I'm better than them. No. No. But because I've accepted it. Not because I deserve it. For all those who deserve to go to heaven, none of us will go. For all those who deserve to go to heaven, raise your hand. Please don't raise your hand. Because none of us deserve to go to heaven. Not even one. But for all those who are receiving that absolute free gift, that's us. But Jesus gave it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it. White as snow. Jesus gave it all. He went through the physical, listen to this now, he was beat with in the time of whips and cords. People were laughing and mocking and spitting at him. They mocked who he is, they put the crown of thorns on his head, oh my heavens. Now, you may think I'm a tough man, I guess at times I am, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't like pain. I, 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 what? You don't like pain? No, I don't. I don't like pain. I put on a little thing of Icy Hot earlier, my neck was hurting. It's still hurting, that Icy Hot. I don't like what it do. I don't like what it does. That stuff is still hurting me. I don't want that Icy Hot burning through me uh, two and a half, three hours later, and it's still burning through. Uh, have you ever stubbed your toe real bad? Oh, I'm sure I'm the only one who's ever done that. You ever stepped on something that hurts, maybe a thorn or maybe a, a piece of glass, and, you're, like, and you, you're dancing around and like, oh, man, I don't even keep a good rhythm. But you're, you're, you're dancing around. Maybe you stepped on a Lego. I don't know if these kids spend so much money on Legos just to hurt their father, just to hurt their mama, to hurt their grandfather, to hurt whoever. The point is, is those Legos, that's awfully expensive to hurt yourself. The point is this, that those things hurt so bad. Can you imagine all those thorns sticking in your head? Not to mention the nails and stuff they're going to put into his hand. And he did that knowing he was not doing it for him. He was doing it for you. He put on the pain for you. For you. They yelled, crucify him, as they put the thorns on his hand. Crucify him. This man who was absolutely innocent. And they yelled, crucify him. And in reality, the crucifying should have come to me. And it should have come to you. He went through the physical, emotional, mental pain. You think about this. Not even a week before, five days before. These are some of the same people that said, you know, praise him, praise him. We're now saying crucify him, crucify him. And here he was going through this. Have you gone through physical abuse? Maybe you have. 
if you have, I'm sorry. We'll talk about that later. Jesus was then crucified, put upon the cross. He was abused in all ways, in every way you could think of. You say, even spiritual? Yes. He was when he felt alone. Because when he felt alone, we know he went through the physical, the mental, and emotional, and yes, even the spiritual pain. Remember when Jesus looked up and he yelled, Father God, why? Why have thou forsaken me? Think about that pain. He felt completely alone. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that way? Sometimes we do because we forget that we're not alone. And we feel that way when we're being mocked and made fun of from all the people around and we have so much noise around us. You know, sometimes it helps me just go, turn off the TV. I get so used to TV being on. Turn it off. Turn off the phone. Turn it down at least. Get away from all the outlandish noise of the outside world. Get away from the devil. Take up the book. Put the Holy Spirit within. Listen to what the Lord is saying. The other day he was talking to me. I could feel it. I could hear it. Oh, so much peace. Peace. And a lot of times with that peace you want to say to the things around you, be still. Hush, hush. It helps so much. It helps so much. First Peter 1.19 But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish or without spot, he was perfect. He is a sacrificial lamb. Absolutely perfect. Just what he was. We already know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He's a sacrificial lamb and he came and died for us. We know that Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we know that. That wonderful, sacrificial, beautiful Lamb of Jesus Christ who was put upon that cross for us. You know, we hear it so much. We hear about Jesus dying for us. I think we take it for granted. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not answering for you. I'm talking about me. We think about it. We see crosses everywhere. We see it as a symbol. But if we really think it through, if you ever just get to be alone and you think, pray, and picture Jesus Christ, whatever vision you need to see to think about him, it doesn't matter. But you think it through and you think of him being on that cross and you think about him putting his head down in death and looking up to the Lord God and saying, it is finished. And think about him as that last breath comes out. And know that in that, he was saying, Father, God, forgive them for they know not what they do. Maybe you need to think it with whatever your name is. Because, I, you know, there's all of us here and there's you at home. Father, God, forgive her. Father, God, forgive him. Father, God, forgive Philip. Father, God, forgive Fred. Father, God, forgive David. Father, God, forgive Bob. Father, God, forgive Christy. Whatever your name is, Father, God, forgive them, that person, you. For they know not what they do. He was saying this about every single person. Call out to him today. He knows your scars. He knows the physical, the mental. He knows the emotional scars that you have, your stripes. He wants to heal you today. We'll talk about those here soon. It says in Hebrews 9.22, And according to the law, almost everything must be cleansed with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. 
He is that sacrificial lamb. And he is that sacrificial lamb. He knew that. He came to be that. Today, what stripes do you have? What stripes do you have? We all have them. One way or another. Maybe all the ways. Maybe you have scars. What physical pain do you carry? We all have physical pain. Every single one of us. None of us are physically perfect. And if you are at this moment, well, congratulations. I'm jealous. <laughs> but if you're physically perfect, you won't be forever. Because all of us are going to die. Pastor, you're making me feel so good. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but if you didn't know that by now, I don't know what to tell you. We're all going to die at some point in time, unless Jesus comes back when we go up to the heaven right now. But I'll tell you this. We're all going to die. Here's the question many people have. What about healing? Will God heal us? Well, will he heal us? Won't he heal us? I don't know. That's up to God. He doesn't always heal us. He doesn't always heal our pains. He doesn't always heal our sicknesses. He doesn't always, despite, despite what some televangelists say, he doesn't always heal us. Now, I know that if you send money today, then I'll tell you the truth. No. In all reality, or all reality some of those televangelists will tell you he'll heal us if you have faith. No, that's not what the Bible says. Yes, he heals, but he doesn't always heal. And there's reasons for it. Now, I can't tell you because I'm not God. But I will tell you this. He has healed us. And why does it say he heals us? Because we're healed for eternity. He has healed us on the cross because of eternity. We are healed. You're going to be healed forever. I'm already healed. But, Pastor, you have scars. You have the stripes. Yes, I have stripes. Yes, I have scars. Yes, I have physical weaknesses. But I can tell you this. I am healed because for eternity, I'm going to walk around without a cane. I'm going to walk around without these ugly scars on my head. I'm going to walk around without seizing every which way. I'm going to walk around. I am healed, but not because of me, not because of the doctors, not because of the medication that I take, not because of these things, but because of the faith that I've asked Jesus Christ to save me. I'm already going to be in heaven, and I'm healed, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps you have been too, and if you haven't, you can be today. That's what it means to be healed. But perhaps if the Lord Jesus Christ has blessed you, you will be healed from some of the things you've had. And by the way, just so you know, I've been through surgeries, and I am healed from some of the things that I've had before, but not all of them. And I'm okay with that. I just praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because I am still alive. And I give him the glory, even when I walk with that cane. I'm a happy man. I dance around that cane because I know that God has given me the strength that I have. That doesn't mean I don't have faith. It takes faith to get up in this world. It takes faith to glorify God's name when you are in pain, and that takes a great amount of faith. That is healing. Praise God. It's healing to keep on going. Only a fool would say that you don't have faith because they don't know. They're foolish because they don't know. But I know the Lord God who tells me, get up, son. Keep on keeping on, and I will. And he has healed me. Forever and ever and ever. It says in 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I pray that you, excuse me, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health even as your soul is well. In other words, he wants you to be in good health as your soul is in good health. In other words, your soul is forever good. Will your body be forever good? I don't know. He prays that it is. We're talking about John here. It may not be, but I hope it is. People a lot of times misread this. Listen to this now. Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. 
So it's good to have a good heart and keep on going no matter what happens to your body. Keep on keeping on. Keep on going. Be happy. If you're happy and you know, clap your hands. That's right. I'm going to keep going. Now I'm going to mention something. It's going to be hard for me not to ball. But I'm going to mention it anyway. There's a beautiful woman in my life who I love so very, very much. Her name is Mary Hyatt, who I call my Aunt Mary. And I love her so much. I've known her my whole life. Mary Hyatt has cancer. And they believe and she won't be around for a couple years. I actually got her permission before I mentioned all this today. I called her, got her permission. She has gone through a lot, and she's even lost her hair. She's gone through all the chemo and everything. She's lost her hair. And uh, she's lost her hair, but she has not lost her sweet spirit. She's still happy, happy, happy. She loves the Lord God more than anything. And she loves her wonderful husband, my Uncle Russell. And this is going to make me cry. Last night as I was talking to him, and he, he probably get on to me for this as I didn't get permission to say this, but I'm going to anyway. But, uh, you know, she lost her hair. My Uncle Russell went and had his hair shaved off to show his love, kindness, and affection. He's a beautiful man. Fact is, is, that's wonderful love and spirit between the two. They love the Lord God. And they're not letting anything get them down. Folks, that's what it takes to keep on going, no matter how you're feeling physically, to let the spirit keep you going. Now the chances are she was not going to make it in a couple years. I don't know. But I know one thing. She is forever alive because she's living forever in heaven. Amen. Amen. Because of what Jesus did for her. You know, every year, this week, this week, holiness week, I get happy. I cry. Cry tears of joy, tears of pain, because I think of what Jesus did for us. I love Jesus so much, more than anyone in this world. I love him, and it hurts to think of what he went through for you, what he went through for me, and it hurts. And I know that one day we're going to be with him, not because of me, because what he did for us all. Praise the Lord. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter 2, 24-25. It says, Peter says it's about his Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, talking about the cross, of course, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By his wounds you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray but now have been returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? In Psalms 20, verse 30, it says, The blows of a wound cleanses away evil, so do stripes the inward parts of the heart. So the question is, what about the emotional? We talked about the physical pain. What about emotional healing? Well, we know emotions, they come and go. They do. Some emotional pains that we go through stay, seems like, for life. Because with the emotional, we get mental, mental pain. By the way, having mental pain doesn't make you crazy, just in case someone's ever told you that. I've had a lot of emotional pain that's affected the way I think. You know, because I've had all the brain surgery, this is not new. I've mentioned it many, 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 many times. Because of the physical problems I've had with my head, I really thought there was something mentally wrong with me for a long time. I really did. Because I didn't know the difference between the mental 
and physical. I mean, how would this in my head? But when people say, well, you got something wrong with your head. Well, <laughs> I do. But that's physical. The difference between physical and mental. And you know who the, the, the key one was who told me all that? Satan. Satan. Finally, my Uncle Russell. You want to sit down and say, hey, wait a minute. Don't you listen to him. He's a lie. You have a physical problem, not a mental problem. And there's a difference between it. But people are going to say you're mental because you're listening to the Lord God. You're not mental. They're mental. Because Satan's lied to him, blind him like he was trying to lie to me. You don't have that mental problem. The mental problem you may have is all the emotional problems, the scars, the stripes. And because of that, it's maybe striping your mental capacity, your mental thinking. That doesn't mean you have mental problems. It means you have scars. You may have stripes. Don't let that affect the way you think of God spiritually. You keep on going, and the Lord Jesus Christ can cleanse your thinking. He can cleanse away those scars because I'm here to tell you those mental problems, those scars, those stripes that you have emotionally, those scar I was talking about the physical problems. Some may be healed, some may not. But the mental healing, the emotional healing, that can be taken away because of Jesus. You don't have to carry the emotional scars for the rest of your life. You don't have to carry the mental scars for the rest of your life. You don't have to carry the spiritual scars for the rest of your life. Pastor, you know what I'm saying? I went to a, a church when I was 10 years old. Someone said all these horrible things that Jesus can't love me because of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I understand. You have no idea. I was a pastor's son. I heard all sorts of horrible things about me. But guess what? What I do know is this, that just because some loudmouth or some person who might have meant well, and they might have meant well, okay? There's a lot of great people who've been throughout the churches throughout my life, a lot of wonderful people, and even wonderful people can be ignorant. That includes me. I know that's hard to believe, but the fact is, is we all make mistakes. The point is this, the Lord God can heal your scars. He may not always heal your physical scars, but he can heal your emotional scars. Whatever it is today you're going through emotionally, the Lord God slowly but surely through the Holy Spirit can heal it. Whatever it is you're going through mentally, what you're thinking, what you're going through, the Lord God can heal it. He can do that. He can heal what it is that's hurting you. It's Satan that lies to you and says there's something wrong with you and it can't be healed. The Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit can do these things. Put your mind back into the Word of God through the Holy Spirit and it can be healed. Don't keep your mind in the dark. Don't keep your mind in the muck. Don't keep your mind in those things. Go back to him. He will help us. I know because I've done it. I stayed in the muck. I stayed in the dark. I stayed in all that. And I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Turn on the light. If you don't want to stay in the dark, don't stay in the dark. You don't know why you can't see? You know why you can't see? You're staying in the dark. I don't know why you just can't see. Well, remove the blindfold. That's what's going on. Remove what Satan has put over you, and you know that slowly but surely, all those scars, all those things will go away. What about spiritual attacks? Well, let me tell you about spiritual attacks. After all the spiritual attacks, spiritual growth will help you, and all the healing God will help you. He will heal you, slowly but surely. Because when you grow, when you grow spiritually, all that other stuff will go away. Don't let people hold you back. Why do you think the devil wants you to be attacked anyway? Because he doesn't want you to grow. He doesn't want all that healing to happen. He wants you to stay back in the back, scarred and not growing. That's what he wants. He's done it for me. He does it every day when he tells me to get up, son. Keep going forward. Keep healing. And he will for you too. You know, when you come out of the hospital and you go through surgeries, you don't just get up and start running right away, do you? <laughs> no, that would be dumb because you're, you're healing up wherever the, the 
the surgery's off. But slowly, it starts to get better, more and more solid. Same is true spiritually. But before long, all that's in the past. And you're able to go on. And suddenly, a month goes by or a week or whatever, and you're like, you know what? I'm starting to feel good again. I don't know what happened. You know what's happened. You're healing. It's the same spiritually. God's healing you. You don't have to stay in the dark. Oh, but so-and-so did wrong to me. Well, then don't go near so-and-so. Stay with the Lord God. Stay with the Holy Spirit. Oh, but somebody said something that really hurt my feelings. Okay, I understand it. They've done the same to me. Guess what? Don't stay near that. Stay with the Holy Spirit. Stay on the Word. Oh, but I was watching so-and-so on this channel. Stay away from that. Stay with the Word. He will heal you. He will mend all things. And with that, I've got two verses and we're going to finish. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him, Jesus, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In Matthew 8.17 To fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Now, I don't know what you might hurt from today. I don't know of your stripes. I don't know the scars that you carry today. When I think of all the pains that I personally have gone through, I don't know what you're going through. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's a loved one who's hurt you emotionally. Maybe you've been hurt physically. Maybe you've been Maybe you think that means nobody can love you. It's not true. God loves you. Your brothers and sisters in Christ can love you. Maybe you've had fellow Christians that's hurt you. That happens. You know why? They're human. They're human. Sometimes we, unfortunately, let our human show. When we let our human, more human show than Christ in us show. That, that happens too. We have to forgive. And that doesn't mean forgive and go right back out into that mud. You know, don't do that. But at the same time, forgive him and go on in separate directions. Go on in separate directions. You know, a lot of times people say, if you forgive, you got to live and let live. And that's true. But that doesn't mean getting right back out in it. That means go another direction follow the Lord God. Follow the Lord God. He will help you. But I'm hurting so bad from the scars. I know. He'll help you. I say, but now I'm mentally hurt. It's hard to think hurt so bad. I know. You'll get there. If anybody understands how it hurts to think, they're talking to the man. I understand. I physically, literally know. But I'll tell you this. I also know what it's like to have God call out to you. Tell you that he loves you. No matter what people have done to you. To tell you that he's with you. And that he doesn't want you to give up. And I know that I've felt and heard his voice tell me that he loves you. Even when the people you think love you tell you that they hate you. And I'm trying to tell you that you can't put people before God. Because he's the one, the only one. The thought of you and put you first died for you and rose for you. He loves you so much. 
He loves you. He's calling you now. Those scars that you feel, he wants to heal. Come forward today. Let's, let's bow in prayer. Come forward today with cell backs. I don't even want to see your hand or anything. And I'm not going to look either. You call out to God. If you have scars, emotional scars, that sometimes just feel like they're never going to heal, today God can heal those. Maybe you have physical scars, physical pain, that you do want God to heal. By the way, never quit praying for the healing of the physical pain. I never quit. It's probably the fact that God... It has been this way for a reason to relate with people. But you know what? I'm still never going to quit. I always pray for God to heal me and his will be done. And that's good. But never quit praying for it. Maybe you're going through mental problems in the sense that you mentally feel down. It hurts to think. And you think that everything's against you. God is not. Pray for him to help the way you think. To keep the world out. To keep God out. Maybe spiritually. You feel scarred. Pray for the Lord God to cleanse you of that too. God can cleanse you. He will help you. Pray for those things. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for all the people today that you will cleanse their scars. Heal them today, whatever they might be. I pray, Lord God, for emotional cleansing for these people. Heal them emotionally today. Lord, great physician, I pray that you will just heal the scars they feel, the stripes that they're I pray, Lord God, for physical healing of the stripes and scars, Lord. And I'm, of course, talking about the pain, Lord. And, Lord God, I'm also praying for their mental stripes that they feel, the way they think. And I pray right now, Lord God, for spiritual scars, pains they've gone through. Please heal them even today. I pray for your will upon their lives. I pray, Lord God, for a great revival this week as we get prepared for Easter. I thank you, Lord God, for your great blessings upon our lives, and I pray that we can feel your presence upon us. In Jesus' holy name we all pray. Amen.